Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 151 of our three-year journey through the Bible, and that brings us to Leviticus chapter 8. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word, living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between bone and marrow, sword and spirit, soul and spirit. Father, we pray that you would indeed do your work in our hearts and lives through your word today. May your spirit apply your word to our hearts. May our hearts be ready to receive it. And may you be glorified as we grow in knowledge and understanding and in love for you and for Christ, our perfect sacrifice and great high priest. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Leviticus chapter 8. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, and the anointing oil, and the bull of the sin offering, and the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the congregation was assembled at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Moses said to the congregation, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded to be done. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. And he put the coat on him and tied the sash around his waist and clothed him with the robe and put the ephod on him and tied the skillfully woven band of the ephod around him, binding it to him with the band. And he placed the breastpiece on him and in the breastpiece he put the Urim and the Thummim. And he set the turban on his head and on the turban in front he set the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. And he sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times and anointed the altar and all its utensils and the basin and its stand to consecrate them. And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. And Moses brought Aaron's sons and clothed them with coats and tied sashes around their waist and bound caps on them, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull of the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull of the sin offering, and he killed it. And Moses took the blood and with his finger put it on the horns of the altar around it, and purified the altar, and poured out the blood at the base of the altar, and consecrated it to make atonement for it. And he took all the fat that was on the entrails, and the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and Moses burned them on the altar. But the bull, and its skin, and its flesh, and its dung, he burned up with fire outside the camp, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram of the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram, and he killed it. And Moses threw the blood against the sides of the altar. He cut the ram into pieces, and Moses burned the head and the pieces and the fat. He washed the entrails and the legs with water, and Moses burned the whole ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering with a pleasing aroma, a food offering for the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then he presented the other ram, the ram of ordination, and Aaron and his sons laid their ha hands on the head of the ram, and he killed it, 
And Moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear and the thumb of his right hand and the big toe of his right foot. Then he presented Aaron's sons. And Moses put some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears and the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. And Moses threw the blood against the sides of the altar. Then he took the fat and the fat tail and the fat that was on the entrails and the long lobe of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat and the right thigh. And out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened loaf and one loaf of bread with oil and one wafer and placed them on the pieces of fat and on the right thigh. And he put all these in the hands of Aaron and in the hands of his sons and waved them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering with a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. And Moses took the breast and waved it for a wave offering before the Lord. It was Moses' portion of the ram offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled it on Aaron and his garments, and also on his sons and his sons' garments. So he consecrated Aaron and his garments and his sons and his sons' garments with him. And Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the flesh at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and there eat it, and the bread that is in the basket of ordination offerings, as I commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat it. And what remains of the flesh and the bread you shall burn up with fire, and you shall not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting for seven days until the days of your ordination are completed, for it will take seven days to ordain you, as has been done today. The Lord has commanded to be done to make atonement for you. At the entrance of the tent of meeting you shall remain, day and night for seven days, performing what the Lord has charged, so that you do not die. For so I have been commanded. And Aaron and his sons did all the things that the Lord commanded by Moses. So Leviticus chapter 8 in the English Standard Version. It's a powerful chapter uh, that shows us the, the consecration, the ordination of Aaron and his sons. This was commanded by God to be done in Exodus, but now it's carried out in, in Leviticus. This is the actual carrying out of it. And the number seven plays an important role in this chapter. The whole chapter is actually structured um, into seven parts. And the commandment of the Lord, the fact that everything was being done according to the commandment of the Lord is also important because each of those seven parts begins with the phrase, as the Lord commanded. So you see verse four, and Moses did as the Lord commanded him and the congregation was assembled. You see verse nine, as the Lord commanded Moses. You see verse 13, as the Lord commanded Moses. And then verse 17, as the Lord commanded Moses. And then verse 21 and 29 and 36 show us the same thing. Uh, verse 21, as the Lord commanded Moses. 
verse 29 you see as the Lord commanded Moses and then finally um, at the very end verse 36 uh, as the Lord commanded Moses so uh, is that right yeah so sevenfold division of the chapter um, it, it covers this very detailed ordination and the fact that it's so highly structured and everything is explicitly commanded by the Lord shows us that there's there's rich meaning behind every single thing that you can find in this chapter and that would take too long for us to really fully unpack all of it and I'm not even sure honestly that I understand all of it but let's get a few things first of all they're washed with water and then they have the garments put on them so first there is cleansing of defilement and then there is clothing in a glorious righteousness that is the believer's experience when we come to christ we are cleansed of our sin by his blood and then we are covered and clothed with his glorious righteousness and then they are given the garments of their office and again in christ christ is the high priest and we are all priests in his living temple new testament actually uses a lot of uh, language from the old testament ceremonial law telling us that we are all priests also that we are all living stones in the holy temple and one of the things that's interesting to note here is the consecration with blood that we find down in verses uh verse 30 moses took some of the anointing oil and the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled it on aaron and on his garments and also his sons and his son's garments most of the time in the in the sin offerings you know the blood was sprinkled on the tabernacle itself on the veil and on various implements within the tabernacle but now the blood is sprinkled on aaron and on his sons and on their garments which really says that they as the priests and their garments are as holy as the tabernacle and that's a connection to us because we are both priests in the service of god and we are stones in the living temple so we are the tabernacle and we are the priesthood christ of course is is the ultimate fulfillment of the tabernacle and our great high priest and it's his blood that consecrates us this blood here really wasn't sufficient to take away sin or to make anyone permanently holy it was a picture that would point to the blood of christ and the blood of christ is that which cleanses us and consecrates us for service to the lord um, we see some other things in that there's both the offering up on the altar before the lord and then there's also the burning outside the camp of part of the offerings and so this is again the two part two aspects of christ's sacrifice of himself christ was offering himself up to the lord as a sacrifice the cross is an altar of sacrifice um, you could even perhaps make an argument that the four horns of the altar might correspond to the four uh, corners of the cross that might be a bit of a stretch but there would certainly be blood where his crown was where his hands were and where his feet were there was blood on the four corners of the cross and you know there's four horns of the altar and they have to be covered with blood but the cross is an altar we know that christ is offering himself up as a sacrifice but it was also outside of the city outside of the camp um, where really where refuse was discarded they the bodies of crucified men were just thrown into a heap 
uh, like a trash pile. Now, Jesus was, of course, taken down and buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, as prophesied in Isaiah 53. But it's, it's this dual symbolism of it's both an offering on the altar to the Lord and outside the camp, this idea of being rejected and despised. Uh, the man of sorrows acquainted with grief or despised and rejected by men. So there's such rich pictures of Christ just woven throughout the ceremonial law in all of these uh, in all of these details. The right lobe of the ear and the right thumb and the big toe on the right foot are uh, consecrated with blood. Part of that is, probably a picture that it's really their whole selves but i don't think it's accidental or of minimal significance that it is the right side right the right lobe the right thumb the right toe because christ sits at god's right hand he is the right hand of the lord so the right hand of the lord speaks of authority speaks of the exercise of authority and that's where our once for all sacrificed high priest stands and or sits at God's right hand, uh, continually making intercession for us and representing us before the throne of God. So I do think there's significance that it's the right side as Christ is the right hand of the Lord. Um, and, and then there is benefit. There's benefit and blessing that comes after this whole thing in that they are they are given food to eat and they eat that flesh. So we are given benefit and blessing that flows to us from Christ's sacrifice. We get to eat and be satisfied with the bread of life and, and with the rich uh, life that is Christ who satisfies our souls. And then not only was this sevenfold, but it's also a seven day consecration. So the pattern of seven happens again. Why seven? Seven in scripture is a pattern of the uh, divine completion so the heavens and earth were created in seven days seventh day the lord rested so there was this completion jesus completed the work that was given to him in the seven days of what we call holy week from the triumphal procession on palm sunday to him being dead and buried and resting in the tomb on the seventh day he rested on the seventh day the eighth day in resurrection is the new beginning the number eight represents new beginnings and new life and a new start. And so that's what representative in Christ. So here they're consecrated for the work for seven days. Jesus, he rides into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, as the long-awaited coming Messiah, as the, the priest who will offer himself up. And then for seven days, he's consecrated, uh, which includes his death and his burial. And then on the eighth day, he begins the new creation in his own resurrection. I hope you're enjoying exploring these details of the Levitical uh, priesthood and these ceremonial laws because God is, God is a God of, of masterful um, sovereignty and artistry. And he's weaving together these pictures of Christ and my poor efforts to try to communicate them to you. I hope that you're getting the picture of how wonderful Christ is and how richly we see him in this book. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, all of it. Thank you for Leviticus, which is full of pictures of Christ and symbolic understanding of his work for us and for our salvation. He is our sacrifice and our great high priest. 
He is our cleansing and our righteousness. He is our consecration unto you. We are priests in him, our high priest. We are sons of God in him, the son of God. We are royal, uh, a royal priesthood. We, we reign uh, under Christ as heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, the king over the new creation. All of this comes by your grace. And all of this comes through Christ, our savior, who alone is perfect and sufficient for all these things. And we were just the poor beggars who came pleading for mercy and found ourselves overwhelmed with abundant blessings beyond what we can imagine or even begin to understand in this life. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for day 151 Leviticus. Uh, I don't have my schedule. I think tomorrow we're in Psalms uh, and then Proverbs, but have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.